Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respect to Elders past and present and the Aboriginal Elders of other communities who may be listening today. Well, welcome back to our after show. Way Many up. thanks to yeah, our yes. paying subscribers. This is the cash um, club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for the dollars. <laughs> Christmas is on its way. It is. It, a whole year has flown by, which is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Christmas jingles are very triggering for me for someone who's worked in retail. Mariah's but um, a lot of people are check. shopping for their little nephews and all their little kids in their lives. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of Dunkles, but like, I forget <laughs> there are other people like children in their lives. And it comes to like buying toys and stuff like that. And I'm not sure, sure if you guys saw a little while ago, but Kmart w- had a big thing. They were selling little family sets of like little dolls, like a mum and a dad and like a kid and a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them included a mum and a mum and a dad and a dad. Yeah. Mm. And it was like this whole, oh, yeah, it was this yeah, whole yeah. big thing. I think they sold out within the first week of yeah, having them. Amazing, and then, yeah. You know, I tell you what, I reckon that was a production fuck up that some marketing <laughs> person like, oh, no. was like, sweet, you know, just the yeah, machine yeah, yeah. started packing two boys, two girls, <laughs> and they were like, perfect. But then, yeah, and then there were like people ordering them online. But yeah. then the whole thing, if you ordered them online, is you couldn't actually pick what kind of family you wanted. Yeah, which people were upset about, but I kind of like I kind of like that. it because it's like, if you want this toy, you have to force other ideas of like what a family can be to exist. Yeah. So you get whatever you get. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I didn't like it because then I started to think, what about if someone ordered this and like you could get any homosexual? <laughs> what about if the toys arrived and it was Tom and I in the box? Oh, no. For example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'd want to say- I'm the kid. <laughs> I'd want to be able to pick, I at least want like some, yeah, yes. some established lesbians yeah. in their <laughs> 60s. Or maybe some Instagram gays. Uh, yeah, they, they need to really like. I don't know if you saw it, but it, the dads definitely looked like Instagram gays. Oh, they <laughs> yeah. did. It was so funny because the, the they looked like preppy white boys. Yeah, yeah. Who were the dads, and then they had the daughter with like the platinum blonde hair and like yeah. the pink bows, who looked like really pristine. Mm. It was mm. interesting, but um, yeah, how funny. So. What kind of toys did you guys have growing up? Did you predominantly play with boy toys or girl toys? Yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting thing. Really, yeah, what does it even mean? Well, that's the nowadays? thing, isn't it? What does it mean? Which is why I f- strongly feel like it was a good thing that they weren't 
letting you choose. Yeah, what I like that they you had let you because choose. at the end of the day, the idea is it just shouldn't matter what toy. If kids are playing with yeah. toys, they're playing with toys. Well, it shouldn't let straight people choose, but gay people like should be able to choose the game. Well, that, look, we can go out and get other specific <laughs> yeah, toys if we want that's to. That's true. It, but again, for for gay people having kids, it, I I highly doubt that they are that fussed. Like it's yes. just about yeah, a kid yeah. playing with. And their like, family. how nice for kids who do have same sex parents to be mm. able to see their own family. In toys, Absolutely like, amazing. That's yeah. such a rare thing, I bet. Mm. I think it's nicer for the the friends of the yeah. Kids. Oh, that's yeah, you know true. what I mean. Hey. For like the people outside, because I'm sure Rainbow Family mm. has things like the Gender Fairy, the book that yeah, yes, yeah, that, Joe that book, the yeah, Joe Hurst book. Those environments are probably quite supportive and have the tools and the yeah. toys mm. and the resources. It's the fact that this stuff could be widely available to yeah. Other families. Yeah. And detrimental in like introducing this this normal idea to young kids. Yeah. Mm. And this stuff happens by accident. Parents Mm. go out and they're like, oh, just pick it up, you know, Mm. and they might accidentally pick up the homosexual Mm. family (laughs) play kit and not realize and give it to the kids. And suddenly they've normalized this beautiful rainbow family. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I think, more important for kids that end up being heterosexual or or grow up in a heterosexual family. I think a lot of the issues that we're seeing with things like domestic violence, mm. uh, with a lot of different um, addictions and stuff with heterosexual men especially, um, but there's also a lot of, of issues that can come for uh, heterosexual uh, cis women, come mm. as a result of these expectations that were put on them. They were, yeah. they were were The girls were told that they would be good housewives. And, and obviously yeah, yeah. this is not for all, all families, ch- yeah. but a lot of the issues that we're seeing come from families where the girls were told that they would be the housewife mm-hmm. and they, so they have these expectations on themselves and then they might grow up yeah. um, you know, not actually wanting to have mm-hmm. kids but feeling like they have to or not wanting to be a homemaker but feeling like they have to and mm. the same can happen for men that are told that they have to go out and get a trade or they have yeah. to be good at sports and that sort of thing all the truck toys in a then, weird like, way we're kind of lucky that once we come out we're surrounded by a community that is very encouraging of us to not necessarily follow mm. gender roles and gender stereotypes whereas those people in a lot of heterosexual communities are mm-hmm. still expected up into their adult life and that's where a lot of depression and a lot of issues can come as a result of that, I yeah, think. Definitely. And a lot of dabbing. What's dabbing? Dabbing. dabbing. Oh, when they do oh, that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't. I'm not familiar with straight culture. Yeah, sorry, you'll need to. When they put their hand over, the, yeah, right. right gender, yeah. gender. I had a toy. Sorry, I had a toy. I just realised when yeah. you asked that question. I had a toy when I was a kid. It was a little battery-operated fireman, mm-hmm. and you put him at the base of this ladder, and you could stack more ladders on the top of it, mm. but eventually he would just get to the top mm. and tumble off of it and fall to his death. Oh, Jesus. And God. then you just pick him up and put him back at the bottom of the ladder. And now that I think about that, that had a really strong impact. impact. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like this. View. Oh, yeah. no. Setting him up to fall. Yeah. yeah. As, as a kid, down. I wanted what was traditionally girls. And really, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. toys do not have a gender. So when I'm talking about girls' toys and boys' toys, they're not, they're not things that yeah. I believe. You can't but what traditionally... Them. Sorry. <laughs> I'm referring to things that people traditionally refer to yes. as boys. So like, I wanted girls' toys. I wanted uh, I wanted tutus and I wanted dolls and I yeah. wanted kitchen sets and that sort of stuff. And mum bought them for me. I think dad was not very happy about it, but mum mm-hmm. bought them. But even then, it was sort of like when other kids came around, those toys got put away. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my parents trying to do the best thing and, yeah. and try to save me embarrassment and try to save me from getting bullied. Yeah. But what it ended up doing was made me feel guilty about wanting to play with uh, those toys true, yeah, and yeah. keeping uh, my desires secret. Yeah. And, and it was sort of teaching me in a mm-hmm. weird way to bundle these feelings up. Yeah. 
conversely, I now see, so my brother, and I've mentioned this before, so I won't go on about it for too long, but my brother now has two kids, mm. one's three and, and one's uh, not yet one. And his uh, son, the three-year-old, Archie, my, my brother's very, what we would say, is traditionally heterosexual and mm. he's a tradie and that sort of thing, into his footy and, and down the pub and, and mm. lives in the suburb uh, next to mum and dad's and, and that sort of stuff. But his son, I was, I was really nervous about buying presents for him for the first couple yeah. of years because like, I don't want to look like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Like, I don't look like I'm forcing awesome, something onto yeah. your son. He's your son to raise. But as the gay uncle, I kind of want to... Get him a doll and that sort of shit. Yeah. And it has been so refreshing to see them buying him uh, the kitchen play sets. And if he, he's got a, an Elsa dress because he loves uh, Frozen, he loves yeah, Elsa. He's so got his, his dolls and that sort of stuff. And they, he picks what he wants and that's what he gets. One thing that nearly brought me to tears mm. is uh, recently on Facebook, my brother posted a picture of his fingernails that had been painted because my nephew's gotten into painting Cute. fingernails. Yeah. So he's been doing my brother's fingernails. And then his, my brother's mates were all posting their nails oh my that God. my nephew had done for them at um, at a That's barbecue so that they had. He's and starting a business. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robbie's had, <laughs> my, my brother had painted all I've got, you know, Archie just got some new pink fingernail polish. So I've just done my fingernails pink. And so his mates were posting, oh, mine's a bit chipped, Archie. And I, I got the red. When are you going to do my pink? Can and we that get sort of Archie stuff? around the recording? We should like, get him coming down. I would love that. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just refreshing to see in one generation. Like my parents were trying to do the right thing, yeah. but still felt the need to... Yeah. to keep it quiet and that sort of stuff to now my brother who I, I to be honest probably had some reservations and was concerned that maybe he would want to have a similar yeah. um, way of, of raising his son being proud to post it on mm-hmm. his social media and all of his mates then jumping on board and, and posting on it yeah. as well yeah mm. no that's so so good to hear yeah it um, really gives me hope for the future I, I really enjoyed playing with like a lot of action figures and fantasy type toys growing mm. up but I always remember this like this curiosity with like Barbies and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I remember my cousin had all these like pop star themed Barbies which like sat on a shelf and I would just like would always go play with them when I would visit Ty my brother he loved Ariel as a kid like yeah. obsessed with Little Mermaid and he really really wanted a mermaid Barbie and my dad would didn't want him Refuse. to yeah so my aunt as like a fuck you like bought him one mm. but he was just most upset because it wasn't actually Ariel it was a generic Barbie yeah <laughs> it was a generic mm. mermaid Barbie yeah it wasn't the right one but, um, and I think yeah. parents don't realize that. So what they're doing when they're saying this to their kids mm-hmm. is that, that they're start, that's the relationship that the kid is growing up to have. So yeah. your your brother and his father mm-hmm. relationship started at that point when he was yeah. saying, no, you cannot be Ariel. That's that's the start of their relationship mm. for the rest of their lives yeah. now. Whereas his relationship with his auntie, who's, who's getting the Ariel yeah. costume, uh, my grandmother was the same. She mm. When I went around to her place, I'd get her heels out and I'd get her dresses out and we'd yeah. parade around the house and there was no hiding it. Mm-hmm. And when I was getting older and ready to come out, she was one of the first people I told, whereas yeah. dad was one of the last people I told because our relationship knew, from that from young that early stage start, had started yeah. off. No, we keep that sort of stuff quiet. Like, yes, it's okay yeah, that yeah. it happens, but we keep it quiet and we mm. don't talk about it kind of mm. thing. I that think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Because I did see your brother dragging mermaids out of the ocean and like, <laughs> beating the shit <laughs> out of them. The <laughs> yeah, as they should be. But yeah, no, I think one of the best ways that which we had a lot of as a kid, and I think is great is Lego because it's yes. so open to interpretation. You can do whatever you want with yeah. it. It encourages creativity. Yeah. We were so attached to our Lego. I think we still have it now because we could not bear to part with it. So yeah. we just carted around from every house we moved to, which yeah. has this old box of Lego. Well, um, I think they removed the boy because you know it has the age. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like 9 to 99 or whatever they're famous for saying. Oh, yeah, no. And they've removed plus. the boys and girls from because they used to have Yeah, because you can be whatever. And stuff, and it's now just whichever one you want. And yeah. you can create whatever you want. Yeah. It's, it's really good for that. Mm. Yeah, they did say 
creative toys. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever had children. Yeah, it would only be that. Or uh, things where they create <laughs> their own. I sound like a social media. No. <laughs> create their own content. No, but oh, yeah. no. Uh, it's <laughs> like Meccano. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I used to get. But I think it's also good for them to have. I mean, kids want to role play. Like in, at school, yeah. we used to, um, you know, play houses and that sort of stuff. Mm. I think it's okay to, for them to also have dolls and and place uh, like you know tea sets and that sort of stuff. Mm. But I just think we should be not restricting that for that's for the girls to play. Yeah, with. just let them do what they like, want. Great if your son wants to pretend to be a dad or yeah. or, or pretend to be a mum. Like it doesn't. Fucking I was matter. really surprised to find out recently that Duncan had Barbies growing up. He's he said he wanted the one with the that, longest no, hair. No, I can believe that. <laughs> I think that's I was fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, like farm brilliant. boy with Barbies, cute, yeah. adorable. I think it's similar to our previous topic in that we've noticed a change in the younger generations and we're seeing mm-hmm. that society is more accepting and moving in a specific direction. Yeah. It's just not getting there as fast as I know. Because is, we want to see it too. We, yeah. You know, it's kind of an yeah. inevitability that I could tell in 50 years' time we're going to have totally non-binary toys yeah. and and it's not like the kids room painted blue or pink yeah. as you like yeah it's yeah. like really clear that's the direction we're heading mm. in uh, and you know what it's in a weird way exciting to see toys like uh, or companies like kmart who yeah. have who's uh, don't give a shit got about a clue society. yeah they give a shit about money and so if they've decided <laughs> that, that it is financially beneficial yeah. for them to start releasing toys like pink this dollar. then that means that it is it's becoming more on. and more common in society mm-hmm. um like the three of us are a little bit out of touch with what kids want because we don't have our own but we can see it I in our toys. families and that sort of thing <laughs> we you know we, we can see it in families and, yeah. and friends kids and that sort of stuff yeah um but yeah if companies are starting to do it big companies are starting to do it not just niche companies i think that's, that's a really exciting step that said, I was looking at, do you ever get Wish on your Facebook well, I see people constantly thing. posting their updates of what Wish's suggestions yeah, are Yeah, my buy. suggestions are always weird sex stuff. stuff. Always yeah. weird sex stuff. And then stuff. kids' toys. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, it's yeah. like... We'll probably yeah, like they, like they've got your you sister has kids, so... No, I think it's my what I look at. It's right. like Pokemon stuff. Oh, yeah, true. They're like, this is... Oh, wow. This yeah, is either a... 13-year-old Weird boy or a 33-year-old homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Wish got me red. <laughs> <laughs> I think I even saw studies that spoke about like how people's attitude towards gender roles even within same-sex couples mm-hmm. um, and how they associate like maybe the more feminine person in the relationship having to be the one who do does all the cooking yeah and absolutely stuff like that, yeah and the masculine that, it's that age-old question of like oh which one of you is the yeah wife? it's yeah. so ridiculous yeah and, and again this goes back to what we were talking about in in the main episode about mm-hmm. heterosexual people needing to compare it like and have just a box it in have a box be able that to they can put it into it like very yeah. simple I think people need boxes. And I think that's why it trickles into same-sex relationships Mm -hmm. too. Even though we're fully aware of it, we still do it within our community somewhat. And there are reports that we assign certain gender roles within our relationships because we're uh, we're constantly trying to make sense of the world, Mm. uh, which is a nonsensical thing. Yes. And human beings copy and repeat. So if we see mm. something over and over again, we then try and repeat it and apply it to our own lives. I love getting asked who's the... Who's yeah. the man and who's the I'm woman like, actually, we're both men because we're a gay relationship. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, that's the whole a, idea, really. It's such a good op- <laughs> yeah. like, opportunity for a bit. Mm. Oh, like, you I can know. Pick up so many, so many jokes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, a, the only thing that offends me about these family play sets is that they haven't released my family playset, which is just me and a sausage dog and a yep. Netflix account mm. and an Uber Eats bag. I think that would be <laughs> and a little my popper. personal. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little ammo. Yeah, I think, I think they were getting flack because they haven't. They haven't had any people of color in the play sets. I th- um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, two out of the three like, were, were. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously they have room to, for improvement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, hopefully it's the start of something and we'll see a lot mm. more in it. I wanna, Kmart's uh, on the right track. <laughs> I want to see a family set, which is six gay dudes in one bathroom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you just swap them. Oh, no, <laughs> stop. Shady. Yeah. And they're all blonde white guys. Blonde white <laughs> <laughs> Like harnesses with glitter. All wearing plaid shirts and you just swap them around. They're all the same. Well, thanks again uh, to our Patreon subscribers for your dollars. Thank you and for putting up with us. <laughs> and for putting up with us. Of course, uh, the money that you guys have pledged has put on uh, our last Melbourne show our last Adelaide show yeah, and it's also putting on our uh, uh, Sydney and our next Melbourne show so um, we and really if you keep giving us money maybe we can get better recording equipment and we won't lose another episode <laughs> <laughs> oh is that what happened <laughs> I don't know it was a corrupt <laughs> <laughs> no it was the bar it was Adelaide <laughs> bye bye, bye. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to our exclusive after show. Our version of Big Brother up late. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week, if you've not listened to the main episode, we're joined by Will and Beck, and we're going to delve into another fan-suggested topic, um, one that I'm ill-equipped to lead because <laughs> it is about feelings and emotions. <laughs> what they wanted to know was our stories about our first true loves, um, which is usually for me our first heartbreaks as well. I always find it interesting because, as we touched on in the main show, we have these ideas that we get from mainstream media about heteronormative love and relationships. And the reality when we come out into the big gay world is our relationships are like, what the fuck? They're nothing like what I what I expected because they're none of these stories that I've grown up with. For me, I have a very, like, distant relationship with love. Like, it makes me even a bit uncomfortable talking about it because i think every time i've been in a long-term relationship i've had four relationships long-term like three to four years and i've thought oh this one is love like oh i love this guy i love this man this is what love is and then it we break up because i'm a terrible person Mm. and i meet someone new and it feels completely different and i realize oh no this is love Mm -hmm. that last thing was just like good sex <laughs> and then that falls apart and I realize oh no that was just codependence <laughs> but this new guy I, I really love this guy and they feel nothing alike so I don't know where this universal like mm. pie in the sky like when you meet the one it'll you'll know it's the one and it has this very specific feeling I, I just don't to be honest believe in it you didn't I, believe in love 
No. Oh, God, your I, life is so depressing. <laughs> I just think, just like sex with a different person, love with a different person... Can feel different. Feels different. Yeah. Yeah. Who was your first love, Will? Um, The guy that ran the social media account for a bookstore. <laughs> it was actually really sweet. So, I was running an event across the road from a bookstore, but someone was like, oh, do you have a copy of your book? I'd love it. Uh, if you've got one, I'll buy it off you. And I'm like, oh, I don't have one, but I can run across the road and buy one. So I ran to the bookseller across the road and there was this snarky gay guy behind the counter. And I'm like, hi, do you have um, Loathing Dola by Will Kostarkis? And he's like, you look like Will Kostarkis. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> which is like, you don't want to be seen buying your, your own, own book. book. And I'm like, I'm literally buying it for someone across the street. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he's like, no, we don't have it. So I awkwardly ran out of the store. And then I realized, wait, shit, I've got to buy Jane Eyre for university. So I ran back in and I went to the classic section. Section, I was looking through and he walks past me and he's like, oh, honey, you won't find it in the classics. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. But also it was he really was funny. He was on fire yeah. that day. It was, it was magic. And so I left. I, I bought the book because I was like, I had to buy Jane Eyre and I left. And like either he tweeted me or I tweeted him and we just through the work account. Then we ended up organizing a date for that night. And mm. it went really well. I ended up seeing him for about seven or eight months, but it was that sort of, he was never my partner. He was my close friend. My friends never mm. knew anything about him. If they oh, ran into okay. us, I sort of downplayed it. So I totally stuffed that one up. Mm. But like, he's still a really close friend and I'm really thankful to have him in my life. And now my books are in the classics, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about this. I think mine is, it was sort of someone I knew over a few months it was less about me like falling in love with her and more about me realizing that love was an option, mm-hmm. like falling in love with love, I guess. Wow, poetic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically I was, I was like 18, I was living in Swamba. I was working as a cleaner in a food court, glamorous, mm-hmm. and she started working at the sandwich shop and there was just something like, because I hadn't been around gay people and there was just like something, I could just sense something, like there was no clear signs, but I was just like something about this is different and so I sort of became obsessed with her obviously and we started spending time together (laughs) and um it all sort of culminated in this night where she invited me to this pub in Toowoomba that on one night a month had a gay night Mm. and I was like okay well this is real like she's queer obviously and then we got there and she kissed me and I was like mind blown because I just never thought it would happen I never thought I'd meet someone And then we were hanging out at the pub and then like a bunch of her straight friends stumbled in and then she pretended that we were there as friends and hooked up with one of the guys that night and I was heartbroken. So that's good. (laughs) Feel good (laughs) story for the after show. (laughs) It was good. It it was like, I'd obviously like we hadn't slept together or anything. It wasn't like true love, but it was just, it more opened my mind to like people exist. People will like yeah. like you this is a possibility love is real and you can have it Romantic and then obviously interest. my heart was stomped on but to be heartbroken you, you must have love yes first. <laughs> and you got to feel that feeling of like jittery yeah. excitement yeah and that yeah sort of stuff. yeah mine was um a guy i went to high school with we were, about, we were best friends at sort of the end of high school he was straight and we would sleep over at each other's place each night like my place one night his place the next night and he knew that i was gay and that i had feelings for him and he was totally fine with it mm-hmm. and we would spoon and all that sort of stuff and it was really lovely he was just a really nice oh. guy that was totally fine with the fact that his best friend was gay and kind of had a crush on him and 
um, I definitely feel like that was the first time I experienced love. Mm. And I feel like he loved me back, but not in the same way, if that makes mm. sense. Like, he was very, looked after me, like, you know, always Platonic. was looking out for me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like a JB kind of love. Yeah, exactly, mm. like JB love, but... That sounds like I a not really bad, like, <laughs> Samantha Jade song. Like. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, it was that sort of that thing you were talking about, Becca, about that excitement. That, like, mm. I'd been attracted to men before, and I'd had sex with people before, mm-hmm. but... I hadn't had that jittery excitement of, oh, my God, like, my heart swelling up when he would call and that sort of mm, stuff. Mm. And that overwhelming sense of, like, you're supposed to be in the space with that person all the time. Mm-hmm. And we're still very good friends now. It's and nice. I still tell him I love him. <laughs> Which I guess begs the question, does does the love need to be required for it to be true love? I don't think so. So, yeah. like, my first relationship lasted for three years and I lived with this man. It wasn't until, like, the breakdown of that relationship he told me do you know you've never said like the l word to me the whole time because i was so uncomfortable with the concept in Mm. general that it just wasn't part of my vocabulary and i don't think i'd really emotionally matured enough to fully express love or Mm -hmm. or feel it at that stage so like you thought i'm a nightmare now back then (laughs) like it was much worse um but I do know, in hindsight, he loved me very much and the years we had together were very good and we have some very fond memories and that mm. was a legitimate relationship. And I think I had some inklings of love towards him, but it wasn't, like, verbally reciprocated and mm. I don't think it was reciprocated in the, like, standard, expected way that you would expect two couples to. So, so you, you were, were an asshole a- for three years. <laughs> yes, still am. <laughs> no, so I- basically you weren't giving it back the same way that he was giving it to you. You weren't expressing the In love the same way that he ways. was. Yeah. <laughs> so, I went there, yeah. So I, um, I, like I had a lot of issues with love and like that whole idea for many, many years. And it's something I worked on over time to accept that, yeah, as a gay man, I could experience those feelings. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I would get inklings of it and actually push them out mm. of, of my mind and out of my body because I was like, no, that's, that's not what gay people feel. Mm. We suffer and we have miserable lives, you know, mm. and, and end up alone. Yeah. Don't go down that path. So that, yeah, took a lot of work to overcome and realize mm. that, oh, no, everyone feels feelings of love um romantic Mm. or platonic and i also think it is like there is so much emphasis on this like dramatic and especially growing up with like straight culture basically it's like this idea that everyone at some point will have this huge romantic love that Mm. will and i think we we have the like the benefit of like being comfortable with with different kinds of love that are just as important like queer family and you know, exes and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like, and because a lot of people don't have that from their family, that I think that sort of love is just as important Absolutely. and should be, you know, just as desired. The thing that made me realise that, <laughs> this sounds so shady, uh, heterosexual people take love for granted or the concept of love for mm-hmm. granted is I'm going to talk about Catfish again. Oh, God. But have you guys ever watched the television mm-hmm. show Catfish? Yes. Mm-hmm. The amount of times these people, I'm not shitting you, will throw around the word love mm. and fall in love mm. with people they have spoken to for about three weeks online mm-hmm. and never met. Like episode after episode, that was a story that I realised... Love means something different to these mm-hmm. people than yeah. it does for 
me or any of the queer people that I know. Yeah, but you look at the people on that show who have been catfished, usually there's something in their life that they're escaping or that they don't really enjoy. And that sort of connection with someone, that is a light in their life. And Mm. that is what love can be sometimes, you know, when you're with someone and you're like, oh, you know, my life is exactly the same, but you change, like everything feels a little brighter when you're around. Sometimes. Sometimes love is just like, oh, you took out the rubbish without me asking. Oh, that feels good. (laughs) Like that's, and that's it. Like we've got these sort of huge romantic notions and like they're fine, but like I don't want flowers or that bullshit. I don't want you to say I love you a thousand times a day. I would much rather someone acted like they loved me. Mm. Words are my job. I can make you feel like I love you by spitting a sonnet or whatever at you. That's not... That doesn't mean anything Feel to me. Feel free. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I've been I've been watching your eyes and you know footsie under the table, like. Oh, oh and there's your banged up foot. I oh, know. it was real. It is Everything real, yeah. is real. This is like, oh, I've been let behind the curtain. Yeah, but it's disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, look, I wasn't going to say it. Um, but the thing is, we expect this sort of big Gesture. love and those huge gestures, but it's the small stuff like. I remembered this or I remembered that conversation we had two days yeah. ago. Like yeah. little things like that where it's really just like there's fewer stuff that annoys you. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when you're in, you know, year four of a relationship and like all those people who are like on Instagram going, oh, we're still so much in love. And I'm like, we're still so much full of shit. Um, that's Basically, just... every Meg Ryan movie was a lie is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I'm not old enough to have watched Meg Ryan oh, movies. Fuck. Oh, no, I saw Gee, one. older than I... you. <laughs> and it shows. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I love you. No. <laughs> Yeah, those the smaller stuff, the quiet stuff, the, yeah. the the love we don't celebrate, the love that makes a really boring movie. Mm. That's the stuff that matters. It's the comfort. I do remember the first time I ever said it, like in a romantic context, was when I was with my second ex, and mm-hmm. it was really like exposure therapy, mm-hmm. forcing myself to think about those feelings. And it wasn't until we was interstate. I think we were doing long distance because he was on tour or something. And the new Pokemon games had come out. Mm-hmm. And he went and bought, like, a Game Boy so he could play it while he was interstate. Mm-hmm. And downloaded, like, figured out how to wirelessly oh, yeah. battle me. Even though that's, like, not his thing whatsoever. Oh, that's mm. And so, suddenly I was, like, fighting Pokemon battles with my ex while he's interstate. And we did that for about two weeks and I remember he called me and we had this massive argument and it was one of the biggest arguments we'd ever had because he accused me of cheating at Pokemon and he was like, no, I'm... Oh, at Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. And you were like, Pokemon. oh, you, Hugo, piss off. <laughs> but he was like, no, I know how like this Pokemon battles and that one shouldn't have been like super strong about my one. And I realized he'd like picked up all this lingo, shown a real interest in something really daggy that no one would. And so I just said, oh, I, I, like, I love you. Like, I love that we have this. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was the the first time I'd ever mm. said that in a romantic context. God damn it. I'm going to have to become a Patreon subscriber now because my partner got me addicted to Pokemon Go and now gets mad when I play it, where I'm just like, <laughs> no, shared interests. You yeah, totally. I do. Like, yeah. that's it. This is, this is going to be $6 well spent. <laughs> <laughs> Six American dollars. Six American well dollars. <laughs> I think there's like I uh, I think there are pheromones that we feed off each other. Like this is if you want to sound real dark, I think love is like a chemical reaction that two people mm-hmm. have against each other that eventually wears off. Yep. And then you have the rules and the routines that you've set up during that time to sustain yourself 
past and, that. And comfort with the sort of routine. And then also like, holy shit, we've got so much property shared. It is going yes. to be a mess to And why did we buy this. a dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these kids. <laughs> that's um, what I think love is. Oh, that's really disappointing. I know, but I'm okay with it. I'm at peace with that. I, I feel sorry for the people that have to date me. Yeah, but... Me too. Love is just... Yeah. <laughs> Love is something that you have to constantly work at and the love in your first year of the relationship is different to the second and the difference to the third. You know, people are like, oh, the love is gone. No, the love has evolved and changed because shock horror, you're not the same person you were when you met this person. Yeah. Like, you know, my partner has a penchant for baby talk. I hate that shit. I like my f- sentences full. But yeah. sometimes- I would yeah. absolutely dump your boyfriend if I was you. I don't know anything else about him, but... <laughs> You got me into this podcast because we bonded over talking poofy. So I'm glad that you have just ruined his life. (laughs) No, Um, I'm sure he's a wonderful person. But I'll I'll stand outside the apartment with like a huge. I'll get one of those really old tape decks and I'll just play you that that on repeat. (laughs) Oh no, now I feel bad. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. But if he talks baby talk to me, I don't want to meet him. But but (laughs) but you know, sometimes I'll like do it back that cuddly speak, and it'll just be like, oh fuck, I hate that. But also, it's just like it's just that sort of private language that you have where it's like, I wouldn't be caught dead having done this. And I probably, Mm. if touch wood, we don't work out or, you know, we amicably split because I'm a child of divorce and I know that shit happens. I probably wouldn't have that with someone else Mm. as well. So, just being open to the idea that love can evolve and you Mm. should let it evolve. And it's all about framing as well. Like, I can have a friend that I love 25 years and like that is sustained Mm. so it's like romantic relationships can evolve and change but it doesn't just because the initial like butterflies wears off it doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile the rest like the rest of your relationship Mm. and What's funny, it's like, I can't prove that the colour blue that I see is the mm. same colour blue that you see. Oh, this and stuff freaks me out. When yeah. yeah, I know. It's, uh, once you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah. down a well. And it's the same with love. Like, <laughs> you know, love can be whatever you want it to be. Mm. Yeah. And you have complete control over that. And if that makes you feel comforted and it makes you... I'm sure if you want to go into that sort of, oh, chemical reaction stuff, it's like when we were, like, <laughs> you know, in the wild and we needed to feel protected or whatever. It's yeah. just that. And if you're with someone that makes you feel safe or at least gives you the space to be yourself and flourish, then, yeah, that's that's it. That's love. Well, that comes to a very difficult topic, <laughs> difficult 20 minutes for me. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for tuning in and subscribing to our Patreon. We can't do this show without you. And um, we have a lot of potential live shows coming up, um, which is very exciting. So stay tuned to that. Um, thank you to Beck and Will for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for- so much, guys. It's been fantastic having you no here. Thanks for having us. Big fans of you both. So. After show and the full episode. Yeah. You guys have put in Huge. your hours. Yeah. I am no longer a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it is done. The love is gone. As you know, Losing fans one guest at a time. <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, and Kyle will be back as well. I think so. Yeah. No. No, no he won't be. <laughs> and we'll have more... Um, really fun, eloquent guests <laughs> next week to make up for the two Your of us. What's going to happen? There's, yeah. only, there's only two left. Like, yeah. what's it going to be? Like, 
Well, this is like if it was like Survivor, where we're just like <laughs> yeah. cutting down. I'm gonna have my tiki hose. torch put out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's comes that awkward part where it's like you've been running for a short while now, and it's like the view, and they're starting yeah. to just wheel people out, be like, <laughs> yeah. "Nah, Barbara Walters doesn't like you anymore. Here's a new one." <laughs> like, I'm you, Kyle. We're up to that phase of our journey, and what a time it is to be. A I didn't even notice Kyle wasn't here. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> it's been lovely this week. And anyway, we will. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.